After a big win over Duke this weekend, Carolina has to quickly refocus their attention to a desperate Clemson team. Can they do it? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? It's February, Tuesday 6th. 2024 it's game day carolina hosting clemson welcome into the locked on tar heels podcast the only daily north carolina show out there i'm your host isaac shade joined today by our guy coach pat kilby early in the week this week we want to thank you everydayers in particular for joining us to get your carolina content every single day if you're new to the show we're so glad you're here as well we'd like to invite you to come to lock to come join the locked on tar heels discord community it's free the link for that's in your show notes we're talking tar heels all day long there's a live game thread that'll be going off tonight make sure you take part in that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Pack a couple overview things as we get into this thing. In the new AP poll that came out on Monday, Carolina stays at number three. I uh, wasn't shocked by that, but it was like, okay, all right. You know, AP voters see something in a real way. Love it. Um, Also... Harrison Ingram is your ACC player of the week, deservedly so. My word, what a game for that guy. Uh, Sixth time for a Tar Heel to win it this year. His first time winning ACC player of the year. And the first team the Tar Heels have won it back-to-back this season with R.J. Davis winning it last week. So, Pat, great stuff. It's Tuesday, and that means it's time for Trivia Tuesday. Pat, you ready for this question? I'm ready. All right, with Carolina... Playing Clemson tonight, my question for you, which we'll answer at the end of the show, is this. What is the Carolina all-time single-game high for points scored versus Clemson? Same question for rebounds and assists. What is the Carolina single-game high for rebounds against Clemson? And the Carolina single-game high all-time for assists against Clemson? We'll answer that at the end of the show. Make sure you stay tuned. Pack will give us his best guesses on it. Uh, Pack, here's where we got to start with this thing. Look, you're real happy. You won a game against Duke Saturday. Big time, big time, big time. That's what everyone cares about. But here's the thing. You and I can revel in that for a long time, but the players, if, if they're just now turning their attention, it's too late already. Like Sunday, you got, as soon as you wake up Sunday, boom, PJ Hall, Ian Shefflin, Joe Gerard, Chase Hunt. Like, that is now my attention. It is no more on the Duke Blue Devils. There will be plenty of time to celebrate that after the season is done and gone. Pack, these Clemson Tigers are going to be desperate. They come into the Dean Dome tonight, losers of six of their last nine. We said it. We didn't think Clemson was going to Clemson, but here they are. They're out here Clemsoning yet again. Pack, how does a team go about turning their attention from an emotional, masterful win on Saturday to immediately preparing for Brad Brownell's Tigers on Tuesday? Well, I think the thing is, is you got to have those conversations as a team and you got to look at it and say, as great as that win was on Saturday, we still haven't accomplished what we've set out to accomplish. I mean, there's still things to be done. And uh, Clemson is just another step in the way 
um, of standing in the way of, of us accomplishing what we're trying to, which is right now win an ACC regular season title. And so we've got to shift that focus from that to this. And I think it's going to be a little bit easier doing that, you know, just the fact that it's a home game. Yeah. And we've got the crowd behind our back. We're not worrying about traveling and we're sleeping in our own beds. We're not in a hotel somewhere. So I think that is definitely going to play a positive factor in this. But um, anytime you're coming off of a huge win like that, you're susceptible to a letdown game. And like you mentioned, Clemson is reeling right now. And so they're going to be desperate for a dub. So we've got a potential letdown spot. They are desperate. It's uh, definitely cause for concern. But but I like Carolina's veteranness and their leadership. And Coach Davis, man, he's done a masterful job of pushing the right buttons with this team. And yeah. so I do. I think they're going to be able to bounce back and, and refocus and uh, get a big dub tonight. And and Pac, here's part of that too. Like for Clemson, yes, they've lost six of nine. Uh, and and if we get it down a little smaller, it's three of their last six. Pack those three losses are by a combined five points, and one of which was in double overtime. They had a one point loss to Virginia this weekend. We all saw that bad bad last play from them. They should have taken a timeout, drawn up a play. The game at Duke that they frankly should have won that the refs stole from them. They lost by a point. And then they had lost uh, a couple games before that by three to Georgia Tech in double overtime. Now, the problem is two of those three losses are at home. You never want to do that. But, Pac, it's not like they're getting blown out, right? Like, Clemson could just as easily, as they've lost three of six, be on a six-game winning streak right now. I'd almost rather think about this team that way. Like, hey, this is a team coming in on a six-game winning streak, right? Like, that helps me as, as a player, as a coach, whatever, um, to keep them in a in a better place than being like, oh, they've lost six and nine. Cool, we just beat Duke. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. so there's something to that. But as you said, this is a veteran and experienced basketball team. And we've gone back to that well over and over and over this year. This is a team that just lost to Georgia Tech a week ago. They're still got that in their heads. They talk over and over again about how important their togetherness and their chemistry is. How do you lean on those things? Well, I think, I mean, you have to lean on them because they're so important, that chemistry, that togetherness. Um, and in, in games like this, the, those are the things that really shine through, I feel like. You know, I mean, it's a quick turnaround. Play Saturday, uh, play Tuesday. There's not much preparation. I mean, there is, obviously, but it's mostly recovery, you know. And, and for Clemson, it's recovery and travel. And so um, I think what what really shines through on these quick turnarounds is the chemistry, the togetherness, the toughness of your unit, how well you stick together. And you have to rely on those things in these quick turnarounds. And so um, I think we see Carolina have that. You know, I think they're going to shine through in those areas on uh, Tuesday night here against Clemson. And, and I think just the veteranness, like we talked about, RJ and Cormac and uh, Armando and even Harrison to an extent having been through things like this before able to to teach up some of these young guns and and you know start talking to them about what to expect how to rally how to how to bounce back quickly and be locked in be ready to go man how pack when you like if your Carl Albert high school team is playing a desperate basketball team how do you go about combating that how how do you withstand because one of the hardest things is matching the energy that they're going to bring, even though you're at home. Like there's just something to a desperate team that has mm -hmm. to have a win. 
How do you how do you combat that desperation? How do you weather that beginning of game storm? Well, in a lot of ways, it's kind of funny that you ask that because we're a very, very tradition-rich school. And so a lot like Carolina, we take teams' best shots every night. Hmm. And so that's something we talk about pretty frequently. And I'm sure hmm. it's the same way at Carolina. You know, you put on that uniform, you're going to take whoever you're playing's best shot. You know, if that's not evident by some Division three guard going for 30 every time they play Carolina, you know, I don't know what <laughs> is. But anyways, you know, I just think it's got to be it's it's got to be something that you talk about. And you hear me say that a lot. But when you're addressing those things with your team and they're aware and it's at the forefront of your mind, then you're just automatically more prepared for it. And so um, Carolina's got to know, hey, whether it's Clemson or Miami or Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech or Duke, it doesn't matter. We're going to take their best shot because we're North Carolina. And so, um, you know, we've got to be ready to bring it night in and night out. Because even games when we think, hey, we might be able to just show up and skate through this one, it's not going to be that easy. They're That's not right. just That's going to be out. Yep. You know, and so you got to be locked in and ready to go all the time. Hmm. I think they will rise to that occasion, Pack. But they got to come out and do it. That's that's what we're looking for, and that's what we will tend to see tonight. Well, we got to start talking about our four corners preview. This is a big time front court battle. I can't wait to see it. Carolina did a great job holding down Clemson from deep last time. Can they repeat that? We'll talk about all that and more with our four corners preview coming up in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl week to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me and Coach Pack, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, getting good food, good drinks, and then finding some super fun Super Bowl bets uh, to get in on. You know, like right now, the 49ers are favored by two and a half. And that's great. And that's fun to just bet on who will win Super Bowl 58. But there's lots of ways that FanDuel has for you to end the season with a W. Things like which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. It's our four corners preview of Carolina versus Clemson tonight. We got to start by talking about the front court battle. This is a great matchup of two veteran Clemson players, PJ Hall, Ian Shefflin, and Carolina's guys, Armando Baycott. And Harrison Ingram coming off a ridiculous front court dominance on Saturday night. We hope and expect them to do it again. But here's the thing. In the first game, Carolina did a pretty good job of holding P.J. Hall in check. In fact, fouling him out. He got 10 points, uh, 5 rebounds. But man, any, anytime you can foul him out, he was 4 of 13 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. It was really Ian Shefflin that had the better game, 16 and 11, including that stretch at the beginning of the second half when it seemed like he got 42 offensive rebounds back. But also in the first game, Mon Mondo himself had a monster game, 14 points. Or No, I flipped that. Sorry. Um, yes, 14 points, 16 rebounds. And so we're already wondering how he's going to follow up his Duke performance. Well, this is a game in which he already had one. Here's the other thing. Harrison Ingram, last time these two teams played, nine points, four rebounds. That was before he had turned into what Harrison Ingram is now doing. And oh my word, I expect a different game out of him. 
But Pac, all that set up, let me ask you this question. What sort of follow-up do you expect Armando Baycott to have from his first Clemson performance where he was locked in on dominating P.J. Hall and then his performance Saturday night against Duke? How's he going to follow that up? Well, it's interesting because I kind of go back to um, listening to Coach Davis and what I took from him was that he had called Armando in and had a real serious like heart-to-heart with him about his role. And Armando had kind of came across as – um, you know, well, my role's just different now because we have more pieces around me. And Coach Davis said, nobody ever told you that. We need you to be a dog to be <laughs> exactly where we want to be. And, man, I think, you know, you pair that conversation up with the Duke game he's coming off of, his confidence has got to be at an all-time high. He's got to be motivated to finish this thing strong. I mean, this is ultimately – it's not really his legacy on the line, but he wants to leave on a high on a high note. And – uh, Clemson is, is standing in the way of that. And so I expect him to be locked in, ready to go, you know, coming off of a big-time performance against Duke. I think he's going to just continue that with high confidence. Pekka, I'm really curious to see if, if the Tar Heels can hold P.J. Hall in check again. So that, that's something to really watch for. And then can they, you know, in the same way, uh, who what was it? Was it Jay Walsh or Jay Witt that really – it was Jay Witt that came in and really turned that tide, um, started grabbing a few. And so I, I think Carolina is not going to get fooled with Shefflin this time, and so I expect them to be ready for that. Pack. what's number two? Number two, keep Clemson's three-point shooting, and in particular, Joe Girard, in check. You know, I think that was a massive piece to the game plan uh, the last time we played them. Uh, Clemson was one of 18 from the three-point line the last time we played. And so, um, which obviously, I mean, Carolina, one of the staples of our defense has been slowing people down from the perimeter. And so that played a huge piece in the, in the game the last time. Uh, Gerard was 0 for 4 from 3. P.J. Hall was 0 for 5 from 3. Chase Hunter was 0 for 4 from 3. So <laughs> their main three um, three-point shooters, they're outside specialists. We were able to slow down. Or actually, let me change that. We were able to shut down. Shut out. <laughs> and I think that will be a, uh, a massive piece to the game plan, especially with Clemson playing on the road. You know, if you're going to win at Carolina, you've got to hit shots. That's and right. if we're able to slow that down, then that's going to be a uh, uh, big thing in the favor of the Tar Heels. Man. Great. So I, I still couldn't believe the job Carolina did holding them down for the season. Clemson shoots 35.1%. I don't expect them to get, I mean, I think Carolina will do a good job, but one of 18, that seems hard to replicate. But if you can come even remotely close to that, you feel like you're in good shape. Peck, number three on the four corners preview is the free throw line. This, as we all know, the free throw line has played a critical role in Carolina's success all season long. Carolina has done a great job almost game after game after game uh, making more free throws than their opponent attempts. Such was the case Saturday night against Duke. But Pac, that was not the case last time these two teams met up. In fact, it was a season low for the Tar Heels in free throw attempts. And it was a season low. That was 12, by the way. And it was a season low in free throw makes seven, which also means They missed five of their 12 free throws. Not a good percentage, not a good number of attempts, and not a good number of makes. And oh, by the way, Clemson was 12 of 16 from the free throw line. So they made exactly as many as Carolina took. That is not where Hubert Davis wants his team to be. Pack, what do they got to do to get to the free throw line more consistently in this game? 
Well, it's interesting because the first time we played, I felt like it was a bloodbath. I mean, it was a super physical game, and we went in there, and and I know that Clemson's game plan was we're going to see if we can out-tough these guys. Yeah, yeah. And they tried to bully us, and, and you know, such as playing on the road in the ACC, you're sure. not going to get the whistle, and Carolina didn't. Um, but I think this time, I think, you know, just the little things like blocking out, putting a body on P.J. Hall, Ian Shefflin, frustrating them, see if we can get some some push calls, some over-the-back type calls. Uh, but then most importantly, it's going to be um, HD doing his thing offensively to to design things for us to get to the paint oh, oh. and get to the rim, play off two feet, get them in the air, get to the free throw line, and then capitalize, which is something we typically – you know, do a really, really good job of. And so it'll be interesting to see if we make those adjustments. Yeah. One in particular is, you know, we talked about how Harrison Ingram is playing much differently than last time Carolina played Clemson. Elliot Cadeau was not yet in attack mode the same way he is now. I wouldn't be surprised to see him find himself at the free throw line quite a bit. Um, you know, some of that action we saw that, as you were just saying, that Carolina ran for Armando on Saturday, a great job getting him the ball. I think we'll see that again as well. Absolutely. And speaking of getting to the free throw line, I think a big reason why we do get to the free throw line a lot is because of how um, well we do in transition and we we put teams in bad situations. So the fourth part to the four corners was get out and transition like we did Saturday night. Whew. Interestingly enough, the last time we played Clemson, neither team had a transition bucket. Zero I fast still, break points. It's still and, wacky to me, Pac, that that happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, how? It's weird enough that we didn't have any, but for for neither team to have a fast break point is is kind of mind boggling. Uh, <laughs> but we will definitely need to make that a priority. Uh, getting tips, getting deflections, getting rebounds, jump starting our fast break, and then like we did, you know, on on uh, Saturday night, even made baskets didn't slow us down. Get the ball and let's go as quickly as we possibly can. And I love what a, I mean, I feel like Seth Trimble has been integral to that. Obviously the pitch ahead, the pass ahead, the starters doing it, but it just feel like Seth lately has been in hyperdrive and he's been finishing more capably at the rim pack. I think that's been critical as well. I'm really curious to see if he can get the things, get it going when he comes into the game um, and have a similar performance to what he did against Duke Saturday night. Would love to see him string together a couple big games um, in the scoring column. Obviously, he's affecting the game in a multitude of ways all the time. Great stuff. That's our Four Corners preview. But we've still got to get to a couple more things. I've got some over-under game questions I want us to look at. Lots of fun there. We're going to get to know Clemson a little bit, what they've been up to. And, of course, we've got the answer to today's Trivia Tuesday question. All of that coming up. Right after I tell you that this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits to LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed or power or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, 
It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Pack, I've got a couple fun over-unders for us. We we made a living doing this this summer because it's so much fun getting into these. And I wanted to bring it back since this is uh, round two of playing Clemson. Now, I've got three of them for us to, to answer, and then we'll move on from there. Number one, North Carolina has played 11 ACC games, and they have led by double figures at some point in all of those games. That's pretty wacky. The, the final margin hasn't been double digits in all of them, but at some point in all 11 ACC games, they've led by double figures. The largest lead last time Carolina played Clemson was exactly 10. So, Pack, my first over-under for us is over under 12 and a half points as Carolina's biggest lead at any point in this game. Man, um, yeah, I think you set that line really well. Um, I'm going to take the under. I just It's like we talked about. You know, they're desperate. We're vulnerable right now coming off of a big win. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think they're going to challenge our toughness and they're going to see if we're ready to respond or not. So I think, I think we're going to end up pulling this game out. I definitely do. I just don't know that we'll, it'll ever be by more than 12 and a half. So I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm, I'm want to take the under as well, but just to be on the other side of it so I can brag when I beat you or you can light me up when you beat me. I'm going to go the under. Give me 14 for the biggest lead the Tar Heels have in this game. Pack number two. As we said, monster game for Mondo last time these two teams played. 14 points, 16 rebounds. So, Pack, over under 29 and a half combined points and rebounds. So, you add the rebounds and points together. Last time it would have been 30, for example, 14 plus 16. So, this game, over mm-hmm. under 29 and a half combined points and rebounds for Armando Baycott. Uh, I'm going to take the over here, and I'll tell you. A big reason for that is because the of the Duke game. You know, I think, for one, his confidence is high. But number two, I think Clemson is not going to be able to double. I think they're going to watch that film and go, we can't double. There's too many options of scoring for them if we do. We're just going to have to take P.J. Hall and Ian Shefflin and see if we can guard Armando straight up. And I just – I don't think you can really do that either. And so I think I'll take Armando to get over 29 and a half. Okay, I was already going to go under, so I'm definitely going under now that you took the over. Uh, get, but not by much. I think Armando's going to follow this up with a strong game, but I think that combined is going to be like 25-ish is what I'm going to sit at. All right, final over-under pack. Harrison Ingram, we're going back to his rebounds. We did one of an over-under with his rebounds a couple weeks ago. Who won that one, pack? I just can't seem to remember. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you don't. Yeah, yeah. It was you I, that won was it was it really it was me no it was there's no way i beat you in that oh man and that's so (laughs) sorry uh back harrison ingram has 13 or more rebounds in five straight games that is absurd my dude 13 14 17 13 and 13 so harrison ingram tonight against clemson over under 13 and a half boards well last time we did this i think it was set at 14 and a half and i took the under it's set at 13 and a half right now, and I'm not taking the under again. He proved me wrong. <laughs> Look, I I cannot be opposite you on this one. I gotta I gotta take the over as well because this dude 
is going out and snatching everything, just getting boards. And I gotta, I gotta stick with it. So I'll join you in that one with the over. So pack, uh, is, um, under the 12 and a half point lead at any point I'm over pack is over combined 29 and a half points and rebounds for Mondo. I'm under, and we're both over 13 rebounds, 13 and a half boards for Harrison Ingram. All right. We'll see what happens there. Pack, why don't you set us up for what we can expect from Clemson? Yeah, absolutely. So UNC versus Clemson uh, tonight, February 6th, 7 p.m. Eastern time tip on ESPN. FanDuel has the line as UNC favored by seven and a half. Ken Palm has UNC favored by 10. I like mm. the Ken Palm line a little better there. <laughs> uh, in case you didn't know, this series has been really close. 136 <laughs> wins for North Carolina to 23 wins for Clemson. <laughs> uh, they are 60. Uh, Carolina is 60 and one all time at home against Clemson. The only loss came in OT of Coach Williams next to last year as the head coach of the Tar Heels. And then Roy turned around and got revenge in his final year. No, um, it was, I think it, it was just last year. Co- coach Davis got it like literally last year was when Carolina. Oh, that's was, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And it was a blowout. It was like 91 to 71. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Brad Brownell has, uh, he's been the head coach of Clemson for, uh, now this is his 14th season. Clemson is currently unranked in the AP poll and unranked in the locked on college basketball poll, which is a change. The last time we played them, they were ranked 16th. Um, Clemson is currently 37th in the net. So this is a quad one game. Um, they're 38th at Kim Palm. Actually, is- it, it won't be because it's third. It's only the top 30 when you play at home. That's right. And top 50 yeah. on the road. Is that That's right. And so yeah. uh, top it's uh, top 50 is quad two at home. So this will actually be quad two. Gotcha. Okay. Well, they make that very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Listen, this is what I think about all day long, dude. So it's just rattling around randomly in my head. All right. So we've got a quad two game. Uh, 38th at Ken Palm. Their offense is 22nd in the nation. Defense is 38. And then the interesting turn here uh, on Torvik, they're 37th. Their offense is 18th, but their defense is 92nd. So I feel like that's a drastic difference from you Ken Palm. You know what? Pack, I'm rechecking Ken Palm here, and I think you just typed it backwards because they're actually 83rd in defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Okay. There you go. That makes a lot more sense. It does, because I was like, man, those that's a drastic difference. <laughs> that's there. so big. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good deal. I'm glad you caught that. Um, so far, Clemson is 14-7, and 4-6 and six in ACC play. Um, they've got some really good non-conference wins. Alabama, who's turned out to be really good. South Carolina, who's turned out to be surprisingly really good. And TCU were all yeah. three non-conference wins for them. That's aged uh, really well, man. That's a good word, Pac. Yeah, it has. And so um, ACC wins, their their best two wins are Pitt and FSU. Um, their worst non-con losses, they only had one, um, and that was to Memphis. They lost 79 to 77. And conversely, that one looks worse now. <laughs> yes. Memphis yeah. is falling off a cliff. It's dude. just crazy thinking about how Clemson had one non-conference loss and they're sitting at 14 and 7 right now. Um but their ACC losses, their their worst ACC losses, Miami and Georgia Tech, um, and you know Miami originally didn't look like a bad loss, but it's and then they scored, what was it? 
38 against Virginia on Monday night? Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. grief. Brutal. So um, players to watch for Clemson, obviously we've kind of already talked a little bit about it, but P.J. Hall, nearly 20 points per game at 19.9 and seven rebounds per game. Ian Shefflin is nearly averaging a double-double with nine and a half points per game and 9.6 rebounds per game. So it's like we talked about the front court matchup is going to be big time. The usual starters, Joseph Girard, Chase Hunter, Chauncey Wiggins, Ian Shefflin, and P.J. Hall. And so that, that kind of wraps it up. That's Clemson Carolina for you right Man, there. I love it. Good work, Pac. Thank you so much for that. Let's get to our trivia Tuesday answer. Once again, what is the Carolina single game high for points uh, versus Clemson? And same question for rebounds and assists. And you know what? Uh, I see you've put in some, some guesses as your answers. And here's where I need to specify the question a little bit. I mean the person who did it and how like an individual, not Carolina as a team. Got you. Okay. So, oh, wow. All right. That changes my guess a little bit. So just uh, go with the person then. Don't think about the numbers. So the person for single game high points, Wayne Ellington. Oh, that's a great guess. No. You want it? You want the answer? Or you want another guess? No, no, no. Give, go ahead and give me the answer. Uh, it's actually three people tied. Well, two people tied for the same number. Lenny Rosenbluth twice scored 45 against Clemson. And then George Glay. I've never known if it's Glamack or Glamack, but uh, he did it as well. All right. Most rebounds by an individual Tar Heel against Clemson ever. And it is, it's not Sean May. It's earlier, but it is one of like the rebounders that you would guess in Carolina history. Uh, Very famous the- nickname. Very famous nickname. Yeah, like from Down Under. Oh, gosh. Uh, You know, I don't know. Billy Cunningham, 27 rebounds, dude. That's wild. Okay, and then assists. And this is another one that has two people tied for the lead. Uh, Raymond Felton. No. Mm -mm. Ed Coda. No, Go, go the other way. Closer to present. There you go. He, Kendall had 13, as did Steve Hale. So there okay. you go. So Kendall's really the only like recent uh, entry on that list. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. All right, Pat, good work. Curious to see who of you out there got the answers to these correct. That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks so much for joining with us. Great to be together. If you're not already part of the Locked on Tar Heels Discord community, again, come join us. It's free. The link is in the show notes. We'd love for you to subscribe to the show on video and audio. Smash the like button if you're watching so we know you are here. It'd mean a lot if you would leave a rating and review as well. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll have a live postcast win or lose tonight. would love for you to join us. But until then, peace.